Okay, oh, it's 5 o'clock. We'll call this meeting to order. Carried out. God, I'm so oh, happy. Would you like to do roll call, please? <laughs> Shul. Here. Bruning. Here. Lownick. Here. Naylor. Marley. Yep. Okay, um, I'm not used to talking, so I'm like, we'll get back to you. <laughs> um, does anybody have any conflicts of interest? No. No. Okay, um, number three, consent agenda. A, I'll need a motion to approve A through G on the consent agenda and the claims is the amount of $193,398.27. You might mention too, this is including that um, the uh, golf course is burn, a request to burn. Did they give a date for that or anything? Or? Yes. We, right now they've got the 14th through the 29th of February. Um, and he's supposed to call I board me needed to call the comm center before they an hour before they turn. Okay. I'll make a motion to approve agendas A through G for claims being one ninety three whatever. <laughs> one ninety three three ninety eight twenty seven. Three ninety eight twenty seven. <laughs> Do I have a second? Second. Okay, Jim, you wanna Shoal? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Lownick? Yes. No, early, <coughs> sorry. Yes. Okay, four. We have a proclamation that needs to be read. Um, from New Opportunities. Um, it's a problem, problem Gambling Awareness Month proclamation. Um, I'll just go ahead and read it. Problem Gambling Awareness Month Proclamation. Whereas the National Council on Problem Gambling and New Opportunities has designated March 2024 as Problem Gambling Awareness Month. Whereas problem gambling is a public health issue affecting millions of Americans of all ages, races, and ethnic backgrounds. Whereas problem gambling has a significant societal and economic cost for individuals, families, businesses, and communities. Whereas problem gambling is treatable, and treatment is effective in minimizing this harm to both individuals and society as a whole. Whereas numerous individuals, professionals, and organizations have de dedicated their efforts to the education of the public about problem gambling and the availability and effectiveness of treatment. Whereas the National Council on Problem Gambling and New Opportunities invite all residents of Sac City, Iowa to participate in Problem Gambling Awareness Month. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Council of the City of Sac City, Sac City, Iowa, that the month of March 2024 be known as Problem Gambling Awareness Month in Sac City, Iowa, and encourage all citizens to support the National Council on Problem Gambling, Iowa Department of Health and Human Services, Your Life Iowa, and New Opportunities in their efforts to mitigate gambling-related harm nationwide. In witness whereof, I... Teresa Bruning, Mayor Pro Tem, have hereunto set my hand and caused the official seal of the city of Sac City to be affixed this 13th day of February 2024. Do you want to sign that so I can take a picture? Do you, <laughs> do you want it to say Scott, though? Or do um, you want we'll, to say? I'll have Annette just type on there, Mayor Pro Tem. Okay. And then your name. So, okay. Well, it says, but the problems, it says Scott. Scott yeah, so Scott here, so I don't know if I so can So it would be easy to just have her, see if Teresa can swim by tomorrow and 
and that can change it on the computer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. You want to take it here in front of the flag and I'll pretend I'm signing today? Mm -hmm. sure. And I can actually yeah. come sign tomorrow? That's fair. So we'll work because you the flags behind us. Okay. 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 You want me looking up or do you want me to look up? That's perfect. Okay. Thank you. Yes. You can hand out the pen to all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so we need a motion to approve that proclamation, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll need a motion to approve that. So moved. A second? Yeah, I can second that. I thought he was asking a question. <laughs> okay, we have a motion and a second. You want to call for a vote? Scholl? Yes. Bruning? Mm-hmm. Launick? Yes. Murley? Yes. Okay, now's the time for citizens' opportunity to address the council on items not on the agenda. Anybody present? The... Okay. Number five, or number six, miscellaneous A. Kent and Ann Pugh were on the agenda to address the council regarding forgiveness of their portion of the sewer bill. They're not here, so on to the next one. Um, bill Natris to request um, forgiveness for a portion of his sewer bill. I think on that you could probably just go ahead and make the motion to adjust the. Did he submit a letter or anything? Well, what's the backstory? Yeah. Do you yeah, want to, we told do you him to do either or, either submit a letter or come, and he, he did make a comment that he was maybe going to wait to the next one. Okay. Then, so let's yeah. just skip it. Yeah, okay. I'll just skip it this time. Get okay. Hold of him. Okay. Okay. C. Six C. Discussion of the middle school development proposal. Brandy, I believe, is here. Steve, maybe both of you. No, Brandy. We are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking. She's right? very observant. <laughs> you want me to talk about it, Jamie? Do you want to touch the conversation with Jamie? I can. Now? I can touch on the. Just add in on on whatever you had to add. Um, you want to come up here? Sure. And talk to us. Sure. Ready, please. So we had a phone conversation with uh, John Danos, who's our bond counsel. Uh, with Dorsey and Whitney today at 10. And basically what we're looking at is the, and Brady's got the specifics of what the Ryan's uh, wanting, at least on the part of the city, to provide to him. Um, so we're looking at various ways to, to accommodate Ryan in his effort to, to build these five, the fiveplex and threeplex um, in the additions and all that. So... While talking to, to John, he gave us basically three options that the city could do. Uh, one would be your a TIF, and what we would do is TIF a broad area within that community, and it'd be for uh, Slum and Blight, so blighted properties and all that. You just encompass all that, and you declare that a blighted area, which allows the tax dollars to be set aside to go directly to de demolition, rehab, um, dealing with nuisance properties and whatnot. Um, and then you can also use a portion of those funds uh, to reimburse or rebate back to the uh, land developer um, for building those properties. So that, that's one option. There's a simple option, which is basically the city provides a rebate in the amount of what his tax would be levied. The total levy amount, he's asking for 50% over 10 years of the what is the tax? What is the amount he's taxed at? Um, and the city can pass. It's called a home rule um, 
rebate, and basically the city just pays that amount out of the general fund to him annually, and that's the amount that would be due out of his taxes, half of that. Um, and then the third option, um, what was the third option? Um, that was basically the urban revite for um, what you guys were talking about doing originally. But um, I just wanted to say that we would suggest that you guys go with a TIF for the blighted area. Um, it would establish an urban renewal area like Jamie was talking about. And that area would have to be decided by the city. Um, I've drove around, I would suggest at least two blocks in every direction for that. But it's going to freeze the tax base where it's at and capture that increment. And that money will have to go back into that defined district. Um, that's going to be probably best for the city because it's going to allow us to put some clauses in there like he needs to build within such amount of time or, you know, the apartments have to be filled that he produces. Because if you do like a tax abatement, there's no guarantee that he has to fill those apartments. But we'd like to make sure that's built into a contract. And the only way you can do that is Yeah, to... and so that was John's recommendation too, was that uh, we would do a TIF. That's probably your best return on your investment. Um, and with that being said, uh, even John, you know, depending on how the county assessor does the math and all that, he, he could almost, you can almost, since the school owned that property prior, they can almost have the original assessed value at zero, and then the new assessed value, and you've already made a huge increment, and that would be going into the TIF uh, next year. Um, so I think that's a, probably a good idea. Um, he did say <clears throat> what we'd have to do is to, we, we have to create an urban revitalization area. We, as a city council, would designate the size of that area. And uh, at that point, we'd probably get with J.E.O. or somebody. They'd draw us up a legal description of the, uh, the uh, urban revitalization area. That goes <coughs> gets sent to the attorney, he draws up all the paperwork, we go through all the motions and, and hearings and all that through the council, and then um, it, I think the deadline is December 1st that you usually have to certify TIF <coughs> to the county. So we, he said six to eight weeks we can usually get most of the paperwork done once we figure out where, you know, where we want to go. So That area and then identify the blighted properties that you want to make sure that are included and identified well in that process. So. Um, my organization, I'm sure we could get a committee together that would could help do that because it's going to be a little bit more on the time-consuming side, I think, of, of doing something like that. But yeah, Jamie's right, six to eight weeks for that process, and I'd like to see it started ASAP if we could. That way we don't get up against deadlines that we don't want to have that problem in the future. How big of an area will that cover? The tip? As big as you want. Oh. Typically you wouldn't do the whole town, but you, right. you, you, you know... You want to include, and it doesn't. You can have nice houses inside that area as well. But he want. We have to go through and identify, and take pictures of all the areas that could use improvement. That also includes if you if we needed um, storm sewer improvements, um, water sewer lines, things like that. Also would be noted um, as part of the blight. Um, so we can address all of that. Yeah, I'm sure the city would not have a problem finding ways to spend the money that would be captured with the TIF. But, yeah, he said in, in blighted, I think it kind of gets a bad rap, but say there's a house that needs a roof. I mean, that's a blighted property. So it's not not as extensive as it sounds for those. Yeah. And you can, use, you can use those funds to acquire property, to demolish, and demolition costs. I believe you can also issue grants 
to homeowners to um, rehab their house um, or cost share it with them or something of that effect. Um, you could probably do some type of guaranteed loan. Through, there's all kinds of different options you can use in, in fixing blighted areas. So. And with that TIF, I don't even know if I'm thinking about this correctly, but <coughs> would that be like uh, the city not having to put up as much, like if we did like a, <coughs> a tax abatement and stuff? Are we putting, how much money are we actually putting on the on the line to do it, does that make sense? I'm just trying to trying to wrap this whole thing around. Oh, we wouldn't be putting any, it's all purely tax dollars. Tax dollars. Yeah. You would have the cost of setting up the agreement through the whatever, whatever, what, yeah, 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 the general, J-O, whatever, doing yeah. all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, your upfront cost would be, if we have to do any survey work for drawing legal descriptions and then attorney fees, and that's it. Okay. After that, and you can actually, I think, reimburse yourself through the TIF if you wanted to do, you know, if we wanted to do that as well in the future. And what's nice is it can be set up so it's paid through a rebate, so it, it kind of helps push a project along, if you will. So he's going to get his money after he does something yep. with the project. Mm -hmm. And accounting-wise, it'll create a specific fund. It'll be the blighted area of TIF fund in the in our books, and there will be a balance there. That's and how long is that TIF? How long Forever. Forever. Or until the, the council wants to get rid of it. Okay. Yeah, blight, slim and blight ones, or there's no limit. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. I'm, that was something that we learned today, because with housing tips there is, and with commercial tips there is, but this one, he, John Dino said there's no sunset on it. So okay. that's, that's okay. nice. That's unusual. Okay. I guess the only thing I might ask if we did want to do a motion would be if... Um, or I'm trying to think, would this be a good one to refer to the housing committee to possibly um, be in charge of getting the, working on getting the, the um, legals and uh, the surveys and all that stuff out of the way? Refer that to the housing committee. We'll work on getting all the paperwork together and bring it back up to the city council. Do we? you think that'll be the fastest way? I think it'll be fastest. I think the housing committee obviously should be involved with it. I don't, you know, we'll probably look at you as the person that we're going to. Yeah, start. but I like to have people around me. To, so when I screw up, I got other people to blame. Oh. <laughs> then I don't think the I housing. Think that. I think the housing yeah. committee. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would be that busy because I'd be really hesitant on just know, not knowing everything about it, what boundaries need to be yeah, set. Yeah, well, basically yeah. what I do with the housing committee is, so I, me and Brandy or whoever, or a couple of us would do some windshield surveys of the area that kind of we're, we're talking about, bring all that back to the housing committee and say, okay, here's these properties, and perhaps maybe they have some others that we didn't mention or whatever, and get that all put together. And then we then we can draw out on a map kind of our boundaries, hand it over to GEO and say, could you write a legal description on this for us? Um, for the attorneys, and then we're, we're on the move. So, I think we could a get couple it done. thoughts. One is that I, I would encourage the council to drive by that neighborhood just so yeah. you know what you know. You, I know you know the neighborhoods, but uh, I think, like two think, think in this kind of a you know a scenario, what what 
you think. Are you but, like thinking from Ninth Street? To oh, I don't think anybody's got a thought think. yet. But I, but I think the housing that. committee also adds a lot of different perspectives to it that is important. I think to to weigh yeah, in. So I guess a motion like referring to housing with a and um, have us report back by the first meeting in April. At least give an initial report. Or at least something to consider moving forward with yeah. this tip. That process. just keeps, I like to keep a fire under us. So, yeah, I yeah, yeah, make a motion to refer it to the housing, have, a, have them report back by first meeting in April, whatever they, that date is. And I suppose that the, would be April 1st. Is it? <laughs> it's not. I'm kidding. I was kidding. April 9th, I believe. Yeah, it's not April 9th. Yeah, the April, April 9th meeting. So. Okay, there's a motion. Does anybody want to second that? Second. I just have one thing to add here. Again. We have a motion and a second. Do you want to call for a vote, Joel? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Lownick? Yes. Marley? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, I think this will give us a good way to, to add the things that Ryan asked for into that TIF proposal agreement, and then we'll have to come back to approve that at a later time. When uh, I guess I should ask this earlier. When does he anticipate like starting on any any of it? This year, this summer. This fall. summer, sometime. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, 6D, discussion of Kurt Sumner proposal for land sale. What do we got on that? Virginia? This map is horrible. Yeah, after a little bit of, I can see where. And that's got the clear one. I, maybe we should have copied it in color. Anyway, if you look at it closely, yeah, I believe what Kurt's proposing is Please. basically down to where the ravine is. So... Can you find that? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. From his property. Okay. <laughs> I think it's kind of in the middle of that lot. Um, it's a section. Now his I, property is five, right by the five. Yes. Okay. And then he had the these the two outlots to the um, west of there. Yes. I believe is incorporated in it as well. So this is his right here, Jamie? Yeah, that's his house. So then yeah. this would be... This is all ravine here. This is that Phelps. Oh, here, we got to go this way. Yeah. This yeah. is the way. <laughs> um, Great, thank you. You're welcome. Right down yes, here. okay. Yeah. And that's Engel, Engler's there. Okay. So this is the alley. Yeah, that's alley. that okay. alley street. Okay. Yeah. I also mentioned to Kurt that if we did that, would he be accepted acceptable if we vacated that portion of South 10th Street and got rid of that and gave that over to him as well? So Sir, we don't have well, to maintain that, it are anymore. we thinking give him this, that, or he gets a, that whole that's, area? Is that that's what, what he's thinking? proposing. Well, we couldn't vacate, I guess we could vacate half of that street. Yeah, so what I'm talking about is vacating it up to right here. Basically, well, we couldn't do that because that's. That's English. That, no, that's, uh, but we, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we could, but yeah, that might be kind of a 
I mean, compared to their addresses right here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'd like to vacate a portion of that, and then we don't have to worry about because this is all crumbling, and we're gonna have to fix it sometime if we don't. If we vacate it, then he's in charge of it. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> so that's about half the ravine is what he's like. Alfred. That's the way I take it. Is about like that. So like you can't really see so where it the, goes over here further. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm trying to see where you can't really see in this picture where that uh, gazebo was. Is that it right there? Somewhere right in here. Yeah, that could be. That's not a very good picture, but. And then, Kurt, was there a work? So this area they're talking about selling. Runs. We ran that new sewer down through that ravine, that area. Okay. Do we have a? Is there a right of way easement? Because we own that property now, so I'm thinking we probably didn't have one. Correct. We wouldn't have gotten an easement because the city. So we'd have to get an easement. Correct. Okay. Correct. And that would be at his cost too. So I, to me, if we did it, you'd say I think what the the price was like five thousand dollars plus cost of survey. Whatever that would be. I'm still, like, I'm not opposed to, um, but I'm not opposed to keeping it either. <laughs> I'm not opposed to the road thing, but, I mean, without having dimensions, like, halfway down that hill where, like, the gazebo sat, down to there, I don't think we need to get close to the sewer project. I think that, I think we should keep that as city where that sewer went through. Yeah. That way there's no issues in the, in the future and or anything like that. I mean, I understand he wants to trim, if I understand it correctly, he wants to trim back some of the trees because of the solar panels, and I understand that, but I, I don't think he needs to own clear down to the bottom down for to, to, to accomplish that. I mean, it's not like it's a... Now, if you guys want to discuss this more and have him actually come again, it might be easier to, because it's, it's hard for me to yeah. describe yeah, it. Right? Kurt can go a million different... I'm Direction sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> did he bring up the road thing or did you? I did. Just mark green so I can see what I'm looking at. Well, and it'd be nice if we actually had a map that actually had like true dimensions. Like how much is it? Because obviously that's not the whole ravine area yeah. down there. Which you can do dimension, you can do measurements on the beacon, so I could probably make something on the beacon and then you'd have a, a, a something to scale. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some more of what he's actually, because it looks like to me, he, I mean, just the way he drew this, it looks like he wants to buy that. Well, like, we don't own that, but that property across the street from him. Yeah. Well, he hit me up at the water plant when I was doing it. Uh, I'm not the bully one. <laughs> with this, so. I think you're better off to draw him up on that. Okay. We'll give you. Yeah, it might be better. We I did it on our. I like. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, like. What's that? We're like willing to give you ten feet, twelve feet, whatever. Yeah. 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 And then include like that road, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not opposed to giving that, that, that portion of that road. And then we'll see if you come. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. This is actually Paul. The part he's wanting is in a. It's a park, so it probably falls on the purview of the parks. Do you want to have them work on drawing a map up that we can bring what? to council, or I can draw one up too? But it's I don't know if you guys want. I don't know if like well, parts we don't have, have any input to. in it or not. Say it again. Like where would the easement have to? And it's probably not a park. Yeah, where we put the easement at? Well, we just keep it out of the easement. 
That's what I'm saying. They just stay in the city. So the if you go down there now, it's all it's all it's all been cleared, so you can see the width that we would keep down there. How wide is that usually the sewer easement? Usually like thirty feet. Thirty feet. Thirty feet each way or fifteen feet each way. Fifteen each way. Okay. Unless the sewer is already extra feet. But yeah, like I said, I you know twenty feet down the hill, I think is. More than sufficient than for what he wants to accomplish, if I understand it correctly. Okay. Twenty, twenty feet. My heart. I don't know who this. <laughs> you're, I the, think I, you're chair of that, aren't you, Curtis? Say all those words again. <laughs> Parks, you're sorry, we're boring you. Parks and Recreation, uh, Natural Resources. You're chairman of that, aren't you? Yes. What are your feelings? That's all you need to know. What are your feelings on? <laughs> You guys coming up with a map for this instead of Jamie coming up for it, or would you prefer Jamie comes up with it? Well, the the theory is to try to uh, send stuff out to committee so that we have as many people thinking about it as possible, um, and and that's been kind of the policy that we've been go using our committees for. So, I mean, it would sort of be expected if you guys shipped it out to us to make a recommendation. Do you want us to make a motion on that? I think that'd be fine. Okay. I'll make the motion that we put Kurt Sumner's proposal for land sale off to our park rec natural resource. Oh Parks. What is it? Yes, I am. PRNR. PRNR. There you go. Committee. And I just so it's clear to me, it's because that's a park right now. So yeah, yeah. Yep. I think it's called Centennial Park or something. So we're at Central. Central Park. Central. Central. Yep. I will second the motion. That's a good map not to lose. Yeah, do not lose that. <laughs> if you do, I want my back. I'm wondering. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Can we call for a vote, Jane? We, uh, Launick. Yes. Murley. Yep. Scholl. Yes. Bruning. Yes. Okay. E. 6E. Oh. Hmm? What? Do we need a deadline or really? Sorry. It's a good question. No. They'll burn. You'll have it on the next agenda, won't you, Curtis? Oh, my God. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of the atmosphere right Okay. 6E. Discussion of pool rehab funding options. Jamie? You want to talk about yeah. that? So, kind of where I'm at right now, it's to do the repairs that need to be done, the base, basic base repairs of resealing the pool or the plastering it or whatever you call it, um, we're looking at about $300,000. There's a lot of other things we could do that, that would bump it up to more like five fifty dollars to 600000 but I think using taxpayer dollars to do the base, what we just to keep the water in the pool and all that going, would be a, a good use of the taxpayer funds. So I talked to John Danos again on this issue as well as the middle school, um, which he suggests um, if we do that, we, we would do a general obligation loan. It's not necessarily it's a general it's a bond, but it's basically a loan through your local bank. Um, we would do that, and he's, his suggestion would be your 300000 plus 
if there's any other items that we're wanting to address um, locally, we might want to go ahead and add those in because then you're saving the cost to have it. If we, you know, next time we do this, you save the legal cost because it's it can get quite expensive to have a, lawyers to draw this all up for you. So doing it once instead of twice, you're going to save quite a bit of money. Um, so my thought on that when I was talking to John was there's um, a couple of other items so we could what I'm looking at doing and he's kind of this is what our discussion is going to be about and I'll kind of get back to John on is three we would kind of dedicate three hundred thousand dollars of general obligation money um, to the pool and then we'd have an additional three hundred thousand um, and that other additional three hundred thousand would go towards uh, road improvements of the council's choosing and I also had included a police truck at that point, but I don't think that's going to be necessary for reasons I'll explain in forums. Um, so the 300000 would go essentially to road improvements. And then the other three hundred would go to the pool. Um, now there's a little bit of a difference in between the two money too. The two monies too is... The 300000 for the pool, you have to do, it's called a reverse refer, referendum. So it doesn't go to the voter necessarily, but the council has a public hearing, votes on it, um, and then the public has a chance to bring in petitions saying that, no, we don't want you to fix the pool. So we're going to request, and they have to get so many signatures, I don't know how many, um, quite a few, to a, on a petition that would take it to a ballot measure. Um, the other ones, the, for the streets and all that, it's just your typical general obligation bond that does not have to, um, it, the council can just approve it. So. so the pool one has to go to a vote. Why again? Because it's not an essential uh, essential function. But it would all be the same. Hmm? It would all be like the same lump sum, right? It'd be the same lump sum, okay. but it'd be two. It wouldn't have to go to a vote unless there's enough petition, right? Right. And it's pretty clear. Yes, it is, you know. Yeah, it just gives the public the chance to say, no, we don't want to, we don't want you to spend, you spend $300,000 on a swimming pool. Um, how much for, and I know this is a very broad, but for 300000 how much road, road work could we get done? It, de it depends on the t which road we're working on. And how right. Yeah, I know. I know. There's a lot. There's a lot of things, but you know, yeah. I'm just so, trying to. You know, I'm. Am I going to like mill it out and then do it that we, way? I'll tell you. Know? We did the um, over there by the armory, that section of road. I think we did with, and that was asphalt through Fort Dodge asphalt for around forty thousand. That was pretty wide road too. Okay. I just tried to figure out how much, how far three hundred thousand dollars were yeah. roughly. and it also depends on how much you know. There's a potential that some of that we'll, we'll do internally because um, we got a concrete guy on staff. Um, so that you know saves us a ton of money. So like on South Fifth when we did South History last year, that cost us very little. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we would have to um, some of those areas like uh, if, let's say you we did. Um, Platt Street, up that hill, um, and a couple, you know, areas like that. It's going to be long enough. It's going to, have, it's going to, yeah. you're going to meet the bid threshold. You're going to have to put it up to bid, um, and it's steep enough that you'll need 
the archives might want to mess with it. Yeah. Oh no, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. And plus, some of them would be fairly easy for the like Fort Dodge. They can come in and grind off that asphalt or, and put a new layer down and um, take care of it pretty quickly. Um, so I don't. I to tell you how many. Feet, no, I know you can't say. You know we can do. You know what a you foot know, six goes for? Like, I don't. I'm a water waste water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's That's not. a Danny question. Yeah. No, I know it's not. You can't say. Well, we can do. You know, with three hundred thousand, we can do six blocks. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. That. But I was just. Well, I'll tell you, we did in Audubon Street from the bank, that whole section and that intersection. Yeah. I think that was around one hundred and twenty thousand for the whole thing, and that included. We put new stormwater in uh, and new utilities underneath. Okay. So. Okay. That's the other thing. Are you going to look at doing that on the streets too? Because is that figured in that? Um, it would depend on which area. So, like, uh, let's say you went up Leonard Street, and that's all. It's um, um, that's all uh, asbestos concrete uh, and some of that old stuff that breaks all the time. Yeah, we'd probably go ahead and replace it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with the with the three hundred with the pool. You're just saying you're just going to patch it up. Is that what you're talking about, or is there a better fix that would be? It's not a patch. It's a it's a sealant that goes. It's a. How, you know how to explain that, Mike? It's diamond bright. It's not. The shell of it isn't bad unless they find that out, which I would doubt. It's not. It's the diamond bright. It's a very thin plaster that they trowel on with the the tile, the tile also. So basically, it's the it's what you see, not the cement under it. Okay. And they'll fix the stairs and all the different things that. Like the plastic around the edge. The gut, like I think that's gutters. including the gutters, isn't and it? I think that. Yeah. That's including the gutter would be fixed. So, yeah, I think that would that would take care of a lot of your 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 problems with you know with slips and falls and the scrapes and things like that that it's. And basically, what we, I think what we'd do is, to, so if we get the 300000 if that's approved, I would call up the engineer that's doing the project and say, this is the amount we got, what can we do, with, you know, this is what we got to, to work with. So. And I think if I remember the breakdown, I think that 300000 would cover the major, the major stuff. I mean, there was a lot of, Yeah. I know like one thing that we looked at was like the tower probably needs, you know, recoded and stuff. And that, you know, that could potentially something the city could do themselves or, you know, or replace things like that. But I think this would, would you, would you agree with that, Mike, this would cover the major? I, I didn't see that, that sheet. Okay. So I, you know, I'm just, that would be the, the biggest, I, I believe that might be the biggest thing that you'd yeah. want to take care of. The sheet's got everything sheet. itemized. He kind of itemized it all out yeah. for us. I so. mean, there was a lot of wish lists. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah. We went in there and said, yeah, we want, yeah. And, you know, yeah. just so we knew where we were at, so. But again, I, you know, what we've had has lasted for 20 plus years, and yeah. it's just time that it needs to. It's, it's been well taken care of. Yeah, it has, and it's just. It's something we need. It's a good amenity to have in your community. winters and summers and different things like that. I, the engineer, when he was up there, actually showed us one of the the pipes that is sticking out for the geysers in the shallow end and how far below the deck part of it actually was, that diamond bright was. So that's all just, go, you know, kind of 
whittled away, kind yeah, of like a shingle wood or something like that. It's just gone. So, <coughs> but if you take care of that and the gutters, I think that's the major part of. I mean, there's other things. But well, we discussed uh, above and beyond at three hundred thousand where we could raise private funds to let's say to work on the the, the slides or some of the amenities around there and things like that. You could raise a private money off that. Do we need to do a motion, motion. to have you proceed with this? Do you want us to do that? Or what's your basically we're approving um, If you want to make a motion to make to allow me to sign an engagement letter with Dorsey and Whitney, that'll get it started. I'll make that motion to allow Jamie to sign that engagement letter with Dorsey and Whitney. I'll second it. We have a motion and a second. You want to call for a vote on that one, Jamie? Sure. Yeah. Bruning? Yes. Lownick? Yes. Merrily? Yes. That was with Dorothy and Whitney. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. 6F Consideration of accepting low bid on Raccoon Valley sewer relocation. So we ended up taking the second low bid, but you want to explain? Sure. Yep. Yeah, so Kurt Campman with JO Consulting Group. Uh, it's a pleasure to see everybody this evening. I'll hand out two things. Maybe I'll just have you pass it off right yep. on down if you could. The first is going to be a copy of the bid tabulation, and then the second is going to be a copy of what was initially the apparent bidder. Um, so the bid was held last Tuesday, February 6th. Uh, we had five different bidders on the project, which was good for a project this size in, in the uh, time frame that we were bidding it in uh, early February as well. Um, the bid form only had uh, 13 items on it, so it was an overly complicated bid form. Um, our estimate was going to be 115000 Initial review of the totals looked like we had a range of 98 to 135000 which um, was, was good as well, or where we would expect it to be. Um, however, upon a closer examination, we noticed that the apparent low bidder, Riley Armstrong, had a couple different errors in their bid form. Um, the way that that is supposed to work is you have the unit price, or excuse me, you have the units, the unit price, and that becomes the total. So you'll notice on uh, bid item 1.05, we had a quantity of two, a unit price of 1,000. That total should have been 2,000 versus 1,000. Sometimes minor mistakes happen. Usually it doesn't affect the overall outcome of the bid. However, in this case it did. When you look at items uh, 1.07 and 1.08, the units were 8.7 vertical feet and 8.5 vertical feet. Uh, unfortunately, they listed their total manhole cost in the unit price item. And so um, the rules of the, the contract uh, stipulate that if there's a discrepancy between the unit prices and the total, the unit prices govern in that situation. Um, and that's standard industry language uh, uh, in terms of uh, specifications. So the result of that, unfortunately, is that those numbers uh, get substantially bigger, as you can see they're on the right, uh, which ends up resulting in their bid uh, increasing from 98000 up to 207000 that's not what they intended. However, again, we have to follow the rules that were laid out prior to the bid happening. Um, 
So the result of that is that the load bidder then becomes the uh, uh, Bainbridge construction, which had a bid of $116,965.85. And so that is what our recommendation would be to be to go ahead and award the contract to Bainbridge Construction for that amount. Any questions on that at all? We need a motion then to accept the low bid of Bainbridge Construction. I will make the motion to accept the low bid from Bainbridge Construction LLC. I'll second it. A motion and a second. You want to call for a vote, Jane? Merley? Yes. Scholl? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Lownick? Yes. Okay, 6G. Consideration of appointing Doug Gary for the natural gas operator and public works support staff. Anything you want to tell us on that? <laughs> He's been doing well. Um, when he's not on garbage right now, he comes up and helps. And Justin's been teaching him things. Um, he seems to be, they get along well. They seem to, he's eager to learn. Um, Are we going so, to, is it boot camp? And I was going to ask yep, about that. So that'll be uh, in April. He'll go to, the, they call it boot camp, the training for gas uh, operators. Um, and he's also at the end of the month going to uh, the welding school up in Emmitsburg. Council perusing tonight, so um, I think it'll, it, he's done well so far. Uh, he was the only applicant from <coughs> internally, so. Okay. I would make the motion to um, appoint Doug Gary for the natural gas operator and public works support staff. I'll second. Motion second. You want to call for a vote? Lonick? Yes. Merley? Yes. Scholl? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Okay, 6H. I need an introduction and a motion to um, approve Ordinance 2024-327 entitled An Ordinance Amending the Code of Ordinances of the City of Sac City, Iowa by Amending Provisions Pertaining to Chapter 65, Stop or Yield Required. I will introduce Ordinance 2024-327 as read by the Mayor Pro Tem. Do we need an intro for that? Yeah. Yes. Because it's the first reading of it, right? It's just worded weird on the agenda. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't do that part. <laughs> just doing my job here, Jamie. Try it. Okay. Uh, did we get it? I introduced we got, it. He I'll introduced. I'll make a motion. I'll second it. Any discussion on that? This is just this is the one that um, Kurt had brought up at the last council meeting to put a stop sign um, for vehicles traveling north and south on South 10th Street. Um, they'll have to stop at Audubon. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I usually stop there anyway. I don't yeah. feel yeah. comfortable just pulling yeah, it out. It's kind of a bad area to yeah. not have anything. So. Okay, we have a motion and a second. You want to call for a vote? Yeah. Maybe. Scholl? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Lownick? Yes. Merley? Yep. Okay. 6I. Um, 
Second reading of ordinance number 2024-326 entitled an ordinance amending the code of ordinances of the city of Sac City, Iowa by adding a new section prohibiting leg hold traps within the city limits. Curtis. My impression is that this is a lot more specific than the last time you guys had a reading. Is that accurate? No, this is no. the exact same, same one. Same one. Okay, thank you. Same one. Nothing's changed yet. Um, I don't have much to add to it, except I, I did mention that if um, I, I kind of am indifferent to, to D, the exceptions under DA, if you wanted to remove it, I'm don't see any issue with it, or you could keep it in. Either way. And it doesn't have to be kept in. You looked into that for sure. Yeah. You okay. I'll make a motion for the second yeah. reading of Ordinance 2024 326. I will second it. Jamie, want to call for a vote? Any discussion? Or, yeah, any discussion? Sorry. See, you've already thrown a wrench in it. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I would like to make a motion to amend it and exclude A on Section D. Okay, say that again. Excluding D. A. Under, D. Yeah, um, D, Section A, under D. It would be actually Section 1, D, A. Yep. Strike. <laughs> <laughs> Got that? Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> she speaks. I would second Kayla's amendment. Okay. So I know nothing about the use of traps, but what would be a situation where a homeowner would want to use a trap on their property that would satisfy this exception? And is it common? My understanding is if it, let's say, the reason I think that this was put into it originally was if the animal's causing damage to the property, um, that they could, it's impacting financially loan value of the property. They got a beaver going in there, chopping their trees down, um, or, or whatever. Go for, you know, digging underneath yeah. your house or something. I, mean, I know other parts of the country are having a problem with feral pigs destroying property. I think yeah. that would mm -hmm. be a good, and from what I hear, they're going to be here at some point in the future. But it's only a matter of time before some of these <laughs> four million pigs get out and start yes. taking over the countryside. <laughs> then that's Thompson's problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, <B? laughs> I guess I guess this could be addressed is if they're having these type of issues, they could call the city and the city can or DNR or do the traps. Yeah, state state county or city. I just like that provision in there because it allows the property owner to take care of their property. Within, within reason. But then you're going to have every property owner with an excuse to use it. 
So, I mean, but I, I think, and I'm not, and I'm not a legal expert, but I think by taking that out, you're tying a property owner's hands to do what they want to with their property. Like saying you can't trap no matter what. We don't care. You got to prove to us that that animal's hurting your property enough that we're going to allow you to put a trap. I mean, that's my that's my thing. I think it's just tying the property owner's hands too tight to to not allow them to take care of their own property, and, and instead of having to come to the council and say, "Hey, this badger's been burrowing under my, underneath my house for three weeks. Can I trap it?" Oh yeah. By the way, in the last three weeks, it's knocked out my foundation. Now I have a new foundation to put in. So if your dog gets out, but your neighbor has a trap out, and your dog gets into your neighbor's that's, trap and it kills it, what would you do? I would be upset, but it's not. It's not that. It's not that property owner's fault. It's my fault because my dog got out. There, there's no. There's no legal recourse for it. But yeah, no. That's like I said. No, that's my problem because my dog got out. I just think it's better to have it in the hands of the city, the DNR, the yeah. state, then you know you're not getting those people that aren't. Yeah. No, I, I disagree with that. And that's, that's, I just think, I like I said, I think by taking that out, you're, you're telling the property owner that we're not going to allow you to stop a nuisance on your property. So. It's like you can still do it, you just can't. You can well, it's just don't get trap. caught. No, you can just, I mean, you can still buy a trap. And yeah, or you, you can, can call make a phone shooter. call. What? That's what I said, or you can make a phone call. But under this, you'd have to come to the city council and be like, hey, I got this nuisance, I need to take care of it. Doesn't say you have to come to the city council. Well, you couldn't use a life trap. In this city, right. you could use yeah. something that could kill the animal. Like, that's what these traps do, is kill animals. Right. So. But you don't have to come to the city council, I mean, you need to get, like, John to come out and put out a trap or anything. Right? No. So that's that's my three cents. I just I think it's tying the property owner's hands. Okay, any further discussion? Well, but the property owner can still use a live trap Yeah, you can use a live trap with it this way. The way it reads. Yeah. This is not a real common problem we have anyway. Right, right. I mean, 25 years and we've had this once. Right. <laughs> right. So the chance of someone taking advantage yeah. of it and right. starting trapping their still, own property is yeah. pretty, 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 really, really slim. Okay, so the motion stands as. Well, you've got two motions on the table. Yeah, okay. you've got to have a vote so, on the amendment first. Okay. So you've had a motion on a second, you just need a vote. Okay, so we're going to vote, vote on Bob's. Nope. No, on your on amendment. On first. the amendment yep. first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we want to call for a vote on the amendment. We got Bruning. Yes. Lownick. No. Murley. No. Shoal. Yes. So we have to split votes. It's so now it's a split. What? It fails. Mm. It fails. Okay. I'm we'll split vote. Okay. So now we have to go back and vote on the original ordinance. My. Do I need to make another motion or does my motion No, it's already no, it's, 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 it's
Lownick. Yes. Merley. Yes. So we just check our reading fails. So that's why you have to take the city council. So we're essentially right back at the. It'll come back to the second reading and the next council meeting. Something new every day. It's the first time that's ever happened in my history. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's pretty rare we have. We don't have our fifth person. Yeah, yeah. We have the tabernacle board. Nail biter talk. Okay. Um, on to number seven. Council forum. Um, I was just gonna. So when I was talking about the geo one and all that stuff, um, we had a, we did receive a grant from uh, USDA community facilities. Uh, to purchase a police truck, it's a, I think it's twenty eight or twenty three thousand eight hundred dollars somewhere in there, twenty four thousand. Um, we have to have that expended this fiscal year. Uh, so my initial plan was, we were budgeting for a new police police vehicle next fiscal year. We're going to up that and do that in this current fiscal year in order to get the, the grant funds, um, which is saving you know a substantial amount of money. Um, so, I just wanted to make everyone aware, I'll probably have to have it on the next council agenda to um, approve a purchase of a, a, a new replacement police truck, and uh, all the, hopefully we can get an amount uh, by that time. How much is the grant? 23, I think it's 23800 What is a new truck, roughly? The truck's about 40, 41. And then, oh, equip, then we're going to equip it. Yeah. About 60, about 60,000. Yeah. Fully equipped. De decal it, lights, all that stuff. Radios, everything. Yeah. That's all. Thank you. Look at these. You're saving all the money. Mm. Essentially, the way I see it is we're basically, we're paying for the truck and the grant's paying to have it equipped. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jamie got us this before. It got a half match, so. Pretty good. That's how you got your top of it, wasn't it? Yeah, the top of it was half before. What are we going to do with the other truck? When we get a new one? Um, we'll probably use it as a trade in because I don't think we're going to keep it. I think they're sitting pretty good downstairs, aren't they? Yeah. That'd be a lot off. We still have the old truck sitting around because we haven't had a sale yet. Yeah, we'll get, <laughs> get that on the agenda. <laughs> yes, too. that needs to be on the agenda. <clears throat> okay. Anything else for council forum? Uh, the next um, SAC League meeting is, is at the docket again. And for those of you that haven't had a chance to meet him, it's uh, Mickey Shields. He's the director of uh, Iowa League of Cities. He's going to be there. And um, he's, a, he's a good speaker and he's full of all kinds of knowledge on anything. But I believe he's going to talk about what nuisance properties, maybe. and. Mm -hmm. um, Tax sales, tax, yeah. safe buildings. I would suggest you come. Be what day is that, Brandy? Is March 7th? March 7th. Yep. And then we have the DNR April 4th about the lead pipes and how to get some funding for that. And then the Rural Iowa, is it the Rural Iowa Summit that's registration's open? Probably the end of this week will be open. So $210 for three person teams from each community. That's the way to go because I think it's 190 an individual. So if you can scrap up three people to go, that'd be good. It's just a day and a half in Ames, the Gateway Hotel. 
Um, end of March, I'll have my Iowa Municipal Managers Institute training. That's the last week of March. I'll be gone for, I think it's three days. Thank God, you need it. You stress me out. Um, Kids World is currently in the search for a new director. Kelly resigned her position and was done last Friday. Is Carrie in term? Um, <clears throat> yes. Kind of like she did last time. Yeah. So. Is she interested in the job or is she? No. Nope. So we're in the search. Um, we've done one interview. We've had a couple others inquire. Uh, but you know, there's so many qualifications that they have to have that or be willing to get within so much time, you know, I gotta follow the regs. So it's hard to get somebody that's a hard position to fill. She was a tough one to fill last time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Kelly's still, I mean, if we need questions, if we have questions, they can call her or whatever, but she's still a phone call away. So that's that. Anything else anybody has to share? Okay. I'll make a motion to adjourn. Second that. <laughs> oh boy. She's the Marilaka stuff. Yeah. Okay, Shoal. Yes. Bruning. Yes. Lownick. Yes. Murley. Yes. yes.